This is F.T. Dale Liquor of the Institute. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm here today to tell you about a magical cure for boredom. If you have access to a computer via a dial-up modem or at your library, or if you're a millionaire, if you have some sort of computer system in your home, it's very easy to avail yourself of this product. What am I talking about? Why, of course, it's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. You say, Dale, what is this thing you're talking about? Oh, I'm here to tell you. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly comic, a web comic on the World Wide Web. Is This Tomorrow features panel after panel of topical humor ripped from today's headlines. Comics Kelly Shane and Woody Compton put their heads together and come up with a brilliant array of satirical situations featuring the staff of the fictional Zorro News Channel. In real life, Woody used to work as a security guard at a mental institution. So he has lots of experience in these sorts of things. And you're thinking to yourself, how much is this gonna cost me, Dale, this miracle cure for boredom? I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pay one red cent. Is this tomorrow is absolutely free. And you can look at every one of their comics set, isthistomorrow.com. Once again, absolutely free. Miracle Cure for Boredom, isthistomorrow.com. Sponsors of That Record Got Me High podcast. of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Um, let's see. What do we... We had a fun weekend, right? We, did. we went there to the a... uh, Whiskey on Beer premiere, which our uh, last week's episode, we uh, we previewed the uh, Load documentary, Whiskey yes. on Beer, with uh, Rick Amit. And, yeah, uh, his it, brother. And Gary Amit. Gary, and... who I met and I, who I saw at the thing. I was like, hey, are you part of the... the uh, <laughs> part of the whatever, you know... I directed Connecticut it. Connecticut crew? He was like, yeah. I was, and then I looked later, I was like, I'm such an idiot. No, no. He's very he's very quiet Seems and like unassuming. A, cool a very cool guy. They both are, and they did a great job, right? It's a great documentary. I got to say, man, 
you know, it's a sad-ass story, but it is a fantastic uh, documentary, and I uh, encourage everyone to uh, go and see it. A little, yeah, a little slice of a local music scene, which I'm sure yeah. people from many scenes all around the country could uh, relate to. <laughs> yeah, there's always the, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, band that was going to make it. And, and, and um, train wrecked musicians yeah. with a heart of gold. Right, yeah. and this is really legitimately one of those things. And, of course, there's a Hollywood connection. Um because he was in Hollywood for the, I guess, sort of the last portion. Bobby Load, yeah, yeah, Bobby definitely. Johnson was in the Hollywood for the last part of his life. And right, a lot of people around here knew him and uh, had affection for him. And I got to say, the guy was, you know, I had I was not super familiar with Load before this, and you gave me this stuff, and I listened to it. It is amazingly intense, great stuff, and uh, I'm. They should have been. They, they they were contenders for sure. Yep. But great the, uh, stuff. But hopefully now a lot of people will. People uh, twenty twenty five years later will we'll uh, check it out <laughs> we'll and it out. Uh, yeah maybe it'll get on you know Netflix or something you can watch. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Whiskey on beer. Yes. All right, but that's not what we're talking about this week. We're not, and uh, we should mention um, that we are recording at a different. Time than we ordinarily oh, yeah, this do. Is afternoon. Let us know. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to sound any different. No alcohol. We're, we're drinking coffee. Coffee. Rob brought donuts. <laughs> it's early afternoon so this at Barry's place. Very quiet. Episode 46, and this is the first episode that we will be, um, I'm not going to say sober, but we're, the first episode, because we're not, we don't get drunk, but no, I'm going to. No. I'm going to say the first episode that we have done without alcohol. Unenhanced. Unenhanced. It's completely right. unenhanced. No episode. one should worry, though. Next week, <laughs> it'll and be back to probably, boozing it up. It probably will be. And this is your pick, Barry. And what did you pick? An album by a uh, 60s um, British band, The Pretty Things, who were um, from the, uh, you know, started off in like 62. And they started off as like uh, garage or... or R&B, R&B, rhythm and blues. And then they um, they had a somewhat career that wasn't sort of straightforward. Oh, like yeah. Like they would have, you know, they had member changes. So and, many, yes, yeah, so many member changes. Yes. And so many styles of music they dabbled in, they like from did. psychedelic yeah. to like hard rock. Well, but they made the first, you know, t- people talk about them and their album SF Sorrow which is the one before this the album we picked I picked is called Parachute and it, it was recorded in 1969 late 69 and it came out in 1970 and it was recorded at Abbey Road uh, with Norman Smith who was an engineer on Beatles records all the Beatles records up to uh, Rubber Soul okay and John Lennon had a nickname for Norman Smith he called him Normal because he was totally unflappable so no matter uh, what happened Norman was just Okay. Normal you know. Norman. No, yes. <laughs> so they recorded this album at Abbey Road. Um, SF Sorrow, which is the album previous to this, they also did with him, and it is a classic of psychedelic rock. It's also considered to be the first concept album because it follows it follows one concept from start to finish. It's this uh, um, unhappy individual. Um, I believe he's a, my recollection is he's a, he was a soldier, and it's called uh, SF Sorrow. Right. And it is, it's fantastic in its own right. But It's a downer. But yeah, there's, people say that it's, it's basically a downer, the but first it's not, rock album. But it's, it's, it's a downer, but it's not like, it's not like Joy Division downer. It's, right. it's a, uh, the music is really cool, and the lyrics are really cool. It's just a sad story. Right, right. Um, 
and then they made Parachute, and I, I believe they were sort of under the, the Beatles were sort of helping them at this point. Um, they, their original guitar player, Dick Taylor, who had been with them since the beginning, um, he quit before they made this record, and that changed the sound dramatically. Um, and it because the two guys that were left. Um, were left to put this record together, and which could have been a train wreck, but it turns out it turned out to be an absolutely fantastic record. Yeah, it really is, and yeah, that's the thing about the band. Uh, they've gone through so many members, but they've always managed to do unique records. Yes, and, uh, yeah, and and just you know, well, they just played their last show, yeah. their <laughs> final, which is so bizarre. I had no idea. In December right. 2018. I wasn't paying attention. No, um, I know. But uh, Dick Taylor was involved because he, he came back. He was, and, and also uh, uh, David Gilmore, who was a good was pals with the band. Right, right. Which and the Pink Floyd thing will definitely come up in our conversation. Oh, yeah, you hear stuff and you go, oh, okay, and then you, yeah, like like you said in our uh, in previewing it last week, you think, oh, well, that sounds like Pink Floyd, but then wait, this came before uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple of spots in here where it's especially evident that. Um, the, the Pretty Things influence bled into Pink Floyd. Now, I don't doubt that the Floyd influence also bled into the Pretty Things. Bled back into them, but still, there is so it's uh, documented, and then just listening to it, there are so many bands that were influenced by Pretty, Pretty Things. things. Yes. Not, uh, bands and artists, uh, not uh, the least of which is Bowie, David Bowie. <laughs> right, wrote a song. Which uh, on his songs, uh, um, a pin -up, on the Pinups album, he does not one, but two, two Pretty, Pretty Things, things covers yes. on his covers record. And the song Oh, oh You Pretty, Pretty Things, things obviously, is, yeah, yeah. a reference to the Pretty Things. It he is. is a huge fan, but also they, um, they, uh, bands influenced by them, uh, um, Dylan, Bob Dylan, Rolling Stones, The Who, you definitely hear. Um, uh, Keith Moon was a big fan of their of their drummer, not the drummer on this one, who is the, ex the drummer on this one is also a monster. an excellent drummer. Amazing. Well, that's, they, they, they attracted great musicians. Right, right. And even though they would be, you know, uh, they may only be there for an album. Yeah, right, right. Um, they managed to um, keep their, this sort of, this sort of sound, and it's, um, they had sort of a, I don't know if it's, it's not exactly a bad boy reputation, but. Right. Oh yeah, they were, but yeah, they were, one of the, I forget which member was known to have the longest hair of any. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah, it's what you think now, people go, you know, so what, but. But supposedly they were, yeah, they were. They Maybe were, it was Phil May, the vocalist. They were wild men on on the road yeah, and uh, sure. notorious. I mean, some people actually had to leave the band because they were so wild in, yes. in the band at at different at various uh, times. They've had two two members, uh, two drummers, both named Viv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a spinal, Viv Andrews there's a, and Viv Prince. There's a Spinal Tap element to the band a little bit, right? But if Spinal Tap were really really good, yeah, yeah, these, yeah always they've always like you said, whoever they attracted, they always attracted. Top-notch like musicians. And Led Zeppelin put out one of their albums on the Swan Song. Was, uh, uh, um, so one of their 70s records, the record, I think maybe the record after Parachute, was on Swan Song. Right, so right. rock yeah. and rollers loved the pretty they things. They did, right. They were, Especially uh, yeah. British rock and Almost rollers. Almost like... Um, uh, a Mata Hoople, the same sort of like exactly. uh, like a Mata Hoople type exactly. thing. Exactly, except, uh, except with no hits. Yeah, like. yeah, that's the thing about them. What? And I was I was wondering, what is it about it? Because you listen to it, and um, this record should have been. You should have heard this on FM rock radio in the seventies, all the time. People would have been like, "Yeah, man, that's that, that great." And it's 
It's not. Is it that it's a little too weird? Was it it's a little, a little too weird for mainstream maybe, success? But it's, it's not any weirder than Floyd. It's not right. any weirder but they than. Didn't, but the thing is, the one thing they lacked was like a definitive song that jumped out, like a hit song, like um, I could see for miles on uh, the Who Sell right. Out. Well, they didn't have a giant hit single. They didn't have a giant hit single, and and it's funny. A sample when when you look uh, um, look for articles about them things. Here's just a sample article headline, but you see tons of articles. Um, it says the sadly obscure story <laughs> of the pretty things, <laughs> and, and that true. sums them up. Yes. It does, and they have a they have a fan base, a dedicated group of fans who we're hoping will listen to and enjoy this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and but even but if you're not, and you've, uh, usually everyone has heard of them, at least from the Bowie song, Oh You Pretty Things. Pretty Things, yeah, sure. But people have heard about them, but yeah. Um, and a lot of underground rock guys, you know, hipsters like ourselves, frankly, <laughs> would have heard SF Sorrow because it's a, it's a, you know, a psychedelic classic. But this album, because it came after that, and... Um, it, they had terrible distribution in the United States. They signed up to some subsidiary of Motown in the U.S., oh, and so right, they got right. absolutely, you know, no exposure here. Right. Um, and uh, so, Parachutes uh, is an interesting. It, there's um, there's a couple of little sweets in there of of songs, but the overall overarching concept is of urban. Um, the, the the pressures of urban life versus a, a sort of a rural pastoral. Uh, okay, I was wondering. I was going to ask you if you thought there was an overall no, it's, concept. No, it's, to it's it. for sure. It's in there um, because there's a. If you look at the gatefold on the there's this um, of the artwork on the left is this you know rising sort of uh, skyscraper tower, and then on the right is a tulip, and in the middle is this character. This uh, it looks like almost like a kid. It's a hypnosis cover, right. um, holding out his hand towards the camera, like you gotta. Okay, it's time to pick. And, <laughs> right, um, right. So, uh, so seventies. That's something. It, it, oh, it's, oh, it, oh, it. Well, it's actually came out. It's it it's came actually out right at the beginning, right at the beginning of nineteen seventies. And it's a great. It has a very organic feel. It has a, all the sounds on it are really and and yeah. And like I said, you listen to it, and you who else did I hear? I heard Queen. You definitely heard oh, Queen's yeah. influence. ELO. Will, oh, ELO for sure. Wilco. Basically, this whole album sounds like a, that one Wilco record. That's really good. It actually sounds like it's sort of like he. he this was the uh, basis the model. for that. Yeah, and the of model course, for that. Uh, Radiohead. There's a song where um, Paranoid Android um, steals the riff. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny. It's still real. You can't. I looked. I couldn't find anywhere definitively like Tommy Eric saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, we heard that." Did it? I could not find. There's it. no. There's no question though, because there's, there's a, no there's question. A, there's no, a YouTube absolutely. video that overlays the two songs, and you're like. I'm well, calling yeah. you. Oh, Barry's going to do it on this. We're going to have. We're going to just. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do it. Shut oh, up, sure. and we're going to put them both. Tom, well, yeah, we, we I'm will. calling you out, Tom York. I'm just calling you out. <laughs> I, or Tom, or or Tom. Johnny Greenwood, or <laughs> Tom. Oh, I thought. Yeah, um, or Johnny Greenwood. Uh, right, somebody. Right, right. Yeah, somebody listened to this and said, oh, "Okay, that's that's cute." And and whether they did it uh, knowingly or not knowingly, they obviously they they heard it. They obviously well, heard it. Well, somebody learned it because yeah. it's the it's yeah. You sat down with your guitar, same, the same picking scheme and everything, not it, just the it, same it's, chords. It's yeah. exactly the same riff, and you know maybe um, they don't want to cop to being um, uh, being complete thieves, but. Um, yeah, but all the best, all the best groups. Were so there's a there's an online there's someone I, I read online. Um, uh, it's a it's a 
blog called from uh, this woman, Alt Rock Chick. It's altrockchick.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. She writes. <laughs> she writes. She wrote a review of Parachute, and I actually contacted her and told her, "Look, she did it a couple of years ago. So I was glad to find it because she provided some of the the clues about the urban and rural thing that oh, happens throughout okay. the record." And um, I just was going to read a paragraph from her uh, review of Parachute. It's the closing paragraph. Parachute is a wonderful, multi-layered listening experience filled with excellent musicianship, superb vocals, and lyrics that teem with meaning. It is a tragedy that both SF Sorrow and Parachute both wound up as chart failures due to poor support from EMI in the UK and the mind-blowing decision to sign a U.S. contract with a subsidiary of Motown. <laughs> that is frustrating, but I don't think poor chart sales should minimize the extent of what the pretties achieved here. Immersing myself in Parachute couldn't have come at a better time in my life, for it encouraged deep self-reflection regarding the series of major life transitions that I had experienced as the blurry landscape that you experienced when riding on a high-speed train. In the future, when I feel like reaching for a parachute, I know I will pause, reflect, and think hard about whether I'm running away or running toward. Wow. So yeah, and because they, she do, really liked this record she, too. She <laughs> loved this record, and there's she uh, quotes them from um, an interview where they talk about the um, the parachute idea is that there's you know you're gonna it's something that's gonna save you. You jump out of a plane, and the parachute's gonna save you. Right. And then what they said was. Well, the idea is actually, you know, sometimes the parachute doesn't open. Oh, God, yes. That's, that's so true, right? Uh, exactly. Yes. So, uh, that's, you know. It's, that's I, me and your life, Barry. Our parachutes did not open. Did not, or they didn't fully open. <laughs> they didn't fully open. They opened enough. We didn't die, right. but We're plummeting towards open. the ground, but not at terminal loss. Right. Very good. Um, um, all right. And also, one thing I think, which I did not know until I was uh, investigating this band, was that the original roots, um, you could root, uh, put them back to the like British art school kids. And the band that this band came from, Little Boy Blue and the Blue Boys, <laughs> also had Keith Richards and yeah. Mick Jagger were yeah, in this exactly. band. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the same pedigree as Beatles Stones. And right, right. They Absolutely. just are yeah, the, yeah. They're the weirdos. They're the weird stepkids. They're the weird stepkids. <laughs> are the ones that didn't, that were very creative, but not following, would not toe the line. Yeah, yeah. To get yeah. to the point where you know you, you're hugely successful. Yes, and I, and I think that's kind of especially in this record. We'll get to it. Some songs. I think there's an undertow of that. Uh, that yeah. regret, like yeah. the SF, well, oh, basically the one guy left, um, Dick Taylor left but, after SFSR because he was so disappointed. Because he, got, on, um, he thought it was going to be, thought it was going to be This huge. is it. Yeah, it's huge. a great and then, album. And then the Who end up coming out with Tommy, Tommy, and then which, frankly, SF Sorrow is better than Tommy. I'm, I'm a, well, I know you're not a big. See, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Tommy. But as, but that's the thing though. SF Sorrow doesn't have a song like uh, a Pinball Wizard on it. Right, though, right. You know, right, that, right. that's it. Uh, yeah. But also, Pete Townsend has been quoted saying that he that that SF Sorrow was not on his radar. Or no, he came up on his thing on his own. And <laughs> yeah, sure did, buddy. Pete could be def- I mean, uh, Pete, uh, Pete could be uh, defensive, a little defensive about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, like Radiohead and exactly, oh, no, exactly. Pete, all these that riff. all these. Fussy British musicians. Yeah. All right, so the band on this record, we have uh, Phil May vocals. Yes. Which is a, he's a great singer. Oh, man. Uh, just a great, gritty, like, gritty. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that soulful rock voice. Yeah. 
Um, the guitar player, what, one what name record. is this? Vic Unit. Vic Unit. He's on one, this one album. Great, great player, oh, great so lead good. player in the sort of, in whether he's in the Gilmore style or Gilmore heard him. Oh yeah, definitely. There are songs where I think, oh my god, sounds just like Gilmore. Yes, yeah. But Vic, if you watch live uh, footage from this, there's some uh, live stuff from uh, Olympia in Paris. The guys, they're just. They just ripping. The drummer is fantastic. Uh, Skip Allen. Skip Allen. Skip Allen's I know. Yeah, fantastic. And then uh, uh, Wally Waller on Wally bass. Wally Waller on bass, which also co-wrote most just yeah. all the songs with Phil with May. Phil May. And, and Wally's bass playing is also very integral to the sound of this record. The way he uses the bass up under these riffs gives it a tension and a, uh, that is. Um, uh, was it just some regular, some guy who was, you know, hired bass player or right, whatever right. wouldn't do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, keyboards and vocals, John... John Povey, who can also be seen playing bass on some of the live stuff. He would switch between keyboards and bass. Oh, okay. when, uh, Yeah, well, these guys were all, like, uh, excellent musicians. And uh, um, so that's it. Skip Allen, John Povey, Wally Waller, Vic Unit, and Phil May. And they... There's um, this record is full of harmonies as well, which was uh, yeah. That's the most Beatles. You could tell listening to this, you yeah. could tell it was recorded in Abbey Road. And you could like tell a, yeah. there was a, a Beatles engineer because definitely, and especially with the harmonies, it, it, it does. It has very uh, Beatles-esque harmonies, but not close, but not exact. Oh yeah, yeah. no, not exact. There's a certain <laughs> little little thing. edge to them. There's just a, something. That's yeah, the thing that, about the pretty different. things is there's a there's a sinister kind of. Um, a little bit of a menacing undertone right, to right, the stuff. Right, right. So even the stuff that is totally sweet, it's not totally sweet. Right. And it's hard to hard to pin down exactly what that is. But maybe it was there. the hair. Maybe it was all that long. Yeah, the long hair, and you know. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the 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 album opens up with scene one, which hey, is uh, a psychi- very uh, psychedelic intro, and it's got a little of everything in it. Yeah. Right. And it's a great uh, opener with hardly any lyrics. A lot of the early songs in it don't have much yeah, lyrics. Right. This song goes from this. It's got this one little burst at the beginning of, uh, and then it goes into some pastoral songs. Yeah. And then it goes into these intense, gritty songs, and then it and it goes back towards the pastoral stuff. And yeah. It kind of builds, but stone spires rise high, lacerate warmer skies, iron laced populations beneath molten fields. That's it, and, and that's it right there. That's it. Yeah. And so it's bringing you into this album, this idea. And there's an urban. Anytime the city is talked about, it um, he's some he's tired of the city. Right. Definitely. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, goes into Mr. the Good Mister Square. Right. And the first three, I would say, three or four songs in this are like a suite of they, songs. They are. They're yes. short. Like when you listen to it, sometimes you say, "Oh wait, is this the next yeah. song?" In fact, on the original album. There's only nine tracks. Oh, so, really? Okay, yeah, they right. actually did put them together yeah. in a suite. Okay, so, so this is The Good Mr. Square. <laughs> he doesn't have any hang-ups. He spends his time looking through other people's lives. The Good Mr. Square, he doesn't have any hang-ups. He spends <laughs> his time looking through other people's lives. Oh, and how inside. He likes the things that they've done. And that that's... Um, I'm thinking it, it, Mr. Square does have some hang-ups. Yeah, well, that, they wouldn't... I don't think they would bother mentioning Mr. Square if... Uh, right, and, of right. course, a square... Okay, I guess we got to do this because the word square has fallen out of 
the general usage of... Has it? I still, I still call people squares. Uh, you do. do you My th- wife's a square. I call Lisa a square all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> square's going to be someone who's not... Who's uh, sort of uh, follows the follows the line yeah, and not as hip and with it like me and Barry are. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, my first impression of this song I wrote was it sounds like Radiohead doing a Beatles uh, Beatles song. It does. It's got high lilting harmonies and um, it's got a you know a nice pretty vocal and uh, um, and then it but it's it's transitioning into. Uh, um, the next song. She was tall, she was high, and this one is ELO to it. I yeah, mean, Jeff Lynn definitely, huge, this, yeah, yeah, this sounds like it could be Jeff Lynn singing this song. It does. Uh, and, and as she weaves her way through city streets, the dawn arrives. The, the lyrics are very hippie-ish, especially at the beginning. They are, yeah. They're sure. very hippie. They, they, they get more of an edge to them as the record Definitely. goes on. They yeah, do. I think that's the point. Uh, in, in, in concrete glades of metal grass, steel cords are woven tight, but she is free. F-R-E-E. F-R-E-E. So, okay, I wanted to talk about... The, this is urban, so in concrete glades of metal grass, um, that's you're looking out over a, a cityscape. Right. The, the metal, the metal grass is the buildings rising up out of the right. The, right, con- right. the steel cords are the like the bridge, like you know the spans of a bridge. have got these these woven steel right, bands right, right. Uh, holding them up. I think this is about a statue. She was tall. She was high. Oh, she Lord, she almost made me. Oh, okay, very guy. good. Yes. And today, I said today, uh, she almost made me. I don't know what this statue is, but he says, um, today she spends her time beside gray lakes of lead. She's harnessed to a kneeling form before the storms. Uh, uh, she's Oh, before b- beside gray lakes of lead, she's harnessed to a kneeling form. So maybe there's like a um, like a lion. You think about statues the way that like an old statue that'd be a lion or, or, or something that's you know that there uh, is part of the thing. Um, before the storm subsides, she's flown and leaves the body torn. I think it's a statue, and I thought maybe the Statue of Liberty, but then I thought, well, no, they're British, so that wasn't probably not a good guess. But right, right. Something in London, some something that caught his eye. Um, yeah, that's good. Female. That's very good. I like yeah. that. Right. I'm going with that. All right. And <laughs> speaking of Radiohead, now speaking of Radiohead, right. we get to the song In, in the, the Square. square. Which, what, I'm just which like, you don't, when it starts, you don't think Radiohead at all. You think, oh, uh, it's a, it's got harmonies and it's it's pretty. It's very pretty, yeah. It's got some, uh, har- like, a, a harmonium. Or but then when it goes into, now I want to say, when it goes into this part here. She And then you compare it to this here from Paranoid Android. Yeah. It's the same, first, yeah, it's when, the same riff. Uh, the the very first uh, episode we ever did on this show was uh, okay, okay computer, computer Radiohead, which and I'm, I'm afraid to go back and listen to. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we were such Neil, but we were so young then. We were so yeah, young and technologically. Naive. But you, but I remember you you played it for me then, and you said that, and I was like, holy 
Yeah, so we'll get to this eventually. So 46 episodes later, 45. Now, I, I never asked you, so when did this record come Not very into recently. your radar? I, I'm one of those people that has a, a, a Spotify subscription, and I know other people, I artists, no, artists I hate that because, you know, they don't get paid uh, shit. You know so anyway, We're all gonna be you dead get the... Like um, 10 more years anyway. What does it matter? That we won't let's not go down that road. <laughs> there's enough of that in this album. Maybe not. But. <laughs> there's, uh, it gives you a thing called Discover Weekly, a, a playlist of stuff that it, it sort of puts together from that based on what you've listened yeah. to, but oh, stuff you, you like haven't this? heard. You'd probably, and it's you'd probably very like good. It's, it's accurate. Very, pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm guessing, my best guess is that something from this popped up because of um, either that or I was just, I, I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. But, and I was like, wow. This is amazing. And I went and listened to the album because all pretty things. I, I had heard SF Sorrow. I had SF Sorrow. Oh, okay. But okay. Not a, you not, did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's a good record. It's, right. it's a great record, but I like this a lot better. And I can't say exactly. Um, I, I guess I like underdog stuff. And I think this record is a classic rock underdog, you know, contender for that would have been gigantic if people had uh, had a chance to hear it. Right. Um, and this one, this is the most hippie-ish, this is it yeah. the hippie-ish peak. In the square she came running, I was lucky to be there. In her hair she wore flowers, the scent it filled the air. Ah, but she must leave, not returning. I was sadness standing there. A silent square, bus of silver, with my vision disappears. So she's, she's on the way. She's on, and this is, during the middle of this is where there's this riff, this descending riff that starts that is really haunting, yeah, which was apparently very attractive to uh, Tom York. <laughs> well, this record is funny because so much of it, some of it obviously sounds like of the of the time of yeah, the seventies. Sure. Oh, but yeah. then there are things in this record you hear and you go, I can't believe right. that's the seventies yeah. that they were yeah. doing this. It's, it sounds it's, it's it could timeless. be some yeah. yeah yeah it could be a band right now. But some stuff I was listening to and it reminded me of a spoon, like something. Yeah, like, wow, sure. that sounds like it could be on a spoon record. It does. It's a. Uh, they were really ahead of their time. I, and I don't ridiculously, think they, <laughs> they were, and I don't think they. They had any idea. Uh, and then the next song is Rain, which is another one with... No, the letter. Isn't the letter? Oh, wait, next? the letter. What happened? The letter. What happened uh, is you skipped one. You're not even drinking. You're drinking coffee. Did you put something in your coffee? Yeah, no, I had about six cups of coffee. That's okay. the problem. <laughs> um, she wrote me a letter from the green fields it came. She wrote me a letter trying to explain. Now, what is this song? Uh, I, I sense... You know what? I sense a, a tongue-in-cheekness in some of his d- delivery oh, of this. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Is it just my cynicism or if it's no. really there? Do you think there is? Um... Because it's um, the way he says it. She wrote me a letter. Right, right, right. But I don't from know. From the greenfields it came. Um, <laughs> that was very good, by the way. It, well, that's <laughs> right. Um, so many questions she asked. She knew I just couldn't answer, for they are all in the past. Okay, this is where you get to the city life was too heavy. Right, right. So she, she had run for the hills. She wrote me a letter in the rain. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, he's being a little bit snarky. I think snarky is the word. Right, right, right. But the, yeah, so he's singing these, but he's not singing them a hundred percent seriously. No. He's got his tongue in his cheek a little bit. And now, yeah. I like that. I mean, obviously that, uh, that makes it even better, you know, it makes it better. Yeah, but he's, it's already making him think about, okay, abandoning the city. Like oh, right, right. Yeah, what yeah. happens? 
what happens in this, you know, he's had enough. Right. And then, and they mention Rain, and then we go into the next song, Rain. And I just got to say, it's it's uh, pretty ballsy of a band to record a song at Abbey Road and call it Rain. Yeah. When Beatles had a song called Rain that came yeah, out in 1966. To- totally, it's totally this, different totally, everything, but still, that's ballsy. And this, though. but this is a, this is the first song on the record where the, the, the real rock it kind of kick, kicks. I feel kicks like the record in kicks into a different gear. It on does. This song. Right it here. does. Yes. Uh, and it's got three lines. Three. Yeah. That's it. Just three lines. <laughs> when, when I got to our meeting place, I stared into empty space. No one here for me. No. 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 And those are the lyrics. That's it. Those are, uh, but the and music is great it's in this song. Pounding, it's so driving, good. great guitar, um, and the way it's done with it's just total commitment. Um, fantastic song. And uh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's stay. We're about the halfway point. Let's take a little break. I guess we'll refill, refill our, coffee. our coffee. Yeah, just what I need, more coffee. <laughs> we don't have donuts. I brought, more coffee. I brought a half a dozen donuts, They're and gone. they disappeared like... Uh, like, um, like I'm, Three and three. Yeah, no, I think your cat ate at least one of them. I can't believe we... I, can, I know exactly which ones I had. You had the chocolate cake. You had one ball. All right, cream. all right, all right. We don't need to. We don't need to do that. But thank God I didn't get uh, twelve. I thought about getting a dozen because oh, then I'll have extra for later. No, thank no, God I only got donuts. No, we don't all right, so we will be back once again. That's very stock. That's right. This is that record got me high. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, this is Barry Stock. And this is Rob Elba. Of That Record Got Me High, and we are here for a special message. If you have a business or a company... Multinational or a, corporation. Or a website, uh, hey, and, and you enjoy listening to our show, maybe other people would be into it. You That's know, right. Become a sponsor. We are looking for sponsors for our show so that we can retire and go live on yachts off the coast of Florida. There you go. But it actually is very reasonable to become a sponsor. Also, just go to pay the rent. Yeah, that would be good, too. Uh, very reasonable. Um, you could hit us up at uh, trgmh33 at gmail.com, or you could message us on Facebook and uh, inquire. We're That's actually very reasonable. It is. And we have listeners. You know, podcast listeners, they're a special bunch. They're people that don't go outside much. They hang out that's on their right. computers, and they and they buy shit on their computers because they're allow afraid you, to go outside. We allow you to not interact with society. <laughs> when you're listening to our podcast. We're all about that. You do not have to do anything else. We're all about that. So, uh, yeah. If, uh, if Shut in. Or if if you know someone else that might be, uh, <laughs> that might want to be a sponsor of Invalids, that record, got I. shut-ins, As I'm getting in touch the incarcerated. Once again, Robin Barry. We'll see. You that record got me high. Thank you very much. Social security checks. Just right. Just sign over your social security check. Rob Elba. Are terrible at AOL. <laughs> Hi. This is F.T. Dale Licker of The Institute. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm here today to tell you about a magical cure for boredom. If you have access to a computer via a dial-up modem or at your library, or if you're a millionaire, if you have some sort of computer system in your home, it's very easy to avail yourself of this product 
What am I talking about? Why, of course, it's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. You say, Dale, what is this thing you're talking about? Oh, I'm here to tell you. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly comic, a webcomic on the World Wide Web. Is This Tomorrow features panel after panel of topical humor ripped from today's headlines. Comics Kelly Shane and Woody Compton put their heads together and come up with a brilliant array of satirical situations featuring the staff of the fictional Zorro News Channel. In real life, Woody used to work as a security guard at a mental institution. So he has lots of experience in these sorts of things. And you're thinking to yourself, how much is this gonna cost me, Dale, this miracle cure for boredom? I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pay one red cent. Is This Tomorrow is absolutely free. And you can look at every one of their comics at isthistomorrow.com. Once again, absolutely free. Miracle Cure for Boredom. Isthistomorrow.com. Sponsors of That Record Got Me High podcast. Okay, I remember what I wanted to say, but I'll just, I'll, I won't tell you. I'll bring it up. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you'll, uh, All right. I'm sure you know about it. It's funny. Got coffee? Yep. You ready? I'm ready. All right. We're rolling. All right. We're back. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And this is That Record Got Me High, and we're talking about Parachute. Your favorite podcast. <laughs> is this your favorite podcast? It's my, uh, 100%, it's my favorite It's podcast. my favorite podcast. Please. Uh, we're talking about Parachute by The Pretty Things. And it is, it is The Pretty Things, right? Because I've yes. noticed, uh, well, I've noticed Pretty Things. On the cover of the album, it says Pretty Things. But in print, they're The Pretty Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so I think those. maybe they were to- toying with dropping the, and uh, it just, everybody knew them. No, they're The Pretty Things. <laughs> and they also realized, what does it matter? Yeah. No? <laughs> no one gives a Nobody shit. Nobody cares, anyway. Pretty Things, yeah. All right, one thing I, that I wanted to mention was that, um, oh, God. Uh, there's your ACDC <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> call you out for that. my ringtone. You can call me after that. Um, that the drummer, all right, Skip Allen is a drummer on this, but uh, for a while uh, he was replaced by a guy named Twink. <laughs> Twink was from. Um, he eventually formed the Pink Fairies. That's right. That's right. It's actually John Charles Edward Alder, but he was better known as T Rex, and he was T Rex's drummer when he was he was T Rex's bongo player, right? He was a, he was like a apparently a big central figure in the English psychedelic movement, right? And he eventually converted to Islam and changed his name to Muhammad Abdullah. Those, Those are things I did not know. But he still records as Twink. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I've got a Twink record um, that's very psychedelic. Oh, that's right. You were, t- you were telling me yeah. about that. That's right. That's Twink right. album with an incredible cover. It's one of the best rock and roll album covers because it's so... I, I, it's got to be crazy. but uh, and, and the Pink Fairies were a great band, too. I think eventually they, maybe we'll do a Pink Fairies. We're going to. Yeah, we'll do uh, definitely do um, Kings of Oblivion. Pink Fairies were excellent. All right, and one other thing I wanted to mention was that during the 60s, the group made, did you see they made extra money by recording for like this music library company? Just, yes. just like music. So some of their songs ended up in like low-budget films, including What's Good for the Let me just tell Goose. you something. If you Google Twink, turn on... Uh, turn on... 
filter explicit results. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good advice, Barry. That's good advice. Don't, you know what? Just don't, don't Google Twink. Don't do it. Forget it. Let's just Google Twink. <laughs> Musician. I was trying to find that out because... God, I just got some, a lot of teenage All right, also the, the, the movie The Haunted House of Horror and a couple of softcore films. Yeah. So if you're watching like one of your favorite you like, softcore movies, yeah. you may hear some music yes. by uh, the, the, the Pretty Thing. Uh, yeah, let's see. Twink. I was trying to get to the album that I have, the Twink album. I think it's his first. You better erase that history it's, on your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with it. But. Think Pink. Well, I, looking at the pictures, there could be something wrong with it. Oh, yeah. Think true. Pink is the record, and it's got an, an amazing um, cover. I, I won't even just got to look it up. All right. Yeah, with the Twink, he was, a, he was a drummer for them for a while. Uh, great drummer. All right, so now we're up to song number seven, which is Miss Faye Regrets. Yes, and this song, um, Susan, who appears in every podcast, pointed out we, it sounds so familiar. It's got a Beatles feel to it for sure. It does, and, and this song uh, was really one that sounds like they were rhythm and blues. We said they R&B, started more like yes. an R&B band, and this definitely has that. It has a really cool riff in it. Yep. All right, but who did you, who did you decide to Well, Susan like? goes, I've got it. She's like, this sounds like something. It's Take the Care of Business by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh. They totally hijacked um, this song um, and its feel for taking care of business. Nice. Um, and when you put, I'm going to, obviously I'll put that up underneath this so you can hear the two side by side. And got and made a lot more money for him. Sure, Take Care of Business sure. was a huge song. Which was I, I was never that crazy about that song, but yeah, that was a huge well, song. In it's, the 70s. Um, and this song is, uh, once again, the, uh, it's talking yeah, about talking an aging. about corrugated, your corrugated steel, baby. <laughs> Platinum to feel, lady. But it's about an aging, somebody aging in the scene who used to be cool and hip. Or maybe even a starlet from days gone by, and right. their fortunes have fallen. In fact, their fortunes have slipped to the point where, at the end of the song, um, well, could I spare the fare? Because your checkbook isn't there. Could I take you to where your hotel is? Oh, yes, I told them who you were, but they said they would prefer it if you would find another place to crash oh. in. I know the sheets. I know the streets are very cold, and the shallow walls don't hold the sh- shelter and protection you're seeking. And as I walk away, you turn to me and say, "You'd rather I forgot about our meeting." Nowhere to go now. She has fallen. Yeah, so that's this- a bad end. That's a bad- I wonder. If, yeah, I wonder if this is like uh, autobiographical. If you met like some aging starlet or something. I, I was somebody. Miss um, Faye. They rave. Is it? No, I don't know. Ah, I just I miss Faye. Um, <laughs> How many Faye's do you know? Uh, not, but you're. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it 99% that this song was written about uh, an encounter <laughs> that uh, he had with uh, Faye Ray. She was born to the screen, and as she performed, their hearts really melted. Ah, yeah. Sure, I've seen your face before, but yes, then there was a war, and depression left the world so flat. So this is World War One, Star. Oh, okay. no, this is right because the, the world war was before the depression. Oh, so maybe all right. Maybe yes, you were an earlier phase. Yeah, yes, you were super huge, baby. Limousines you used, but your memory of clouds after that. 
and you say, what's this part of town? And yes, it's a long way down. You swear you didn't know it existed. Yeah. And I'll tell you, at this point, at this point, the record shifts gears because lyrically, especially because now all of a sudden the lyrics are very expansive exactly. and more, po- uh, they're telling a story and everything, whereas yeah. earlier they were just kind of hippie-ish. They and, were. It was and they just this- paint like a little, just a little picture, a little vignette. Yes. Now they're, yeah. And now it starts to fill in the, all of, a, all of a sudden, it like rushes in, and this song's a rocker, but it's like a boogie, yeah, boogie, boogie rocker, absolutely. but with a lot of really cool production touches, and um, that's the. There's a lot of great sounds on this record, and really. there's a lot of uh, percussion, which they don't. Uh, at least what, where I saw, I didn't see who played the percussion. But there's a lot of really Somebody's, cool percussion going on yeah. there. And now, speaking of the rhythm and blues, the next song cries from the Midnight Circus. Yeah, yeah. And you know this? I was thinking, listen to this song. It could be by the. White Stripes, which I, I know Jack White is a big Pretty Things fan, uh, but this could be a White Stripes song. Listen that. to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could hear it in this song for sure. You want to read the, read the first verse there? In the concrete valleys, the electric storm, we members of the Midnight Circus, our bodies so brightly adorned, in your long sedans and your Oldsmobiles, through that slit in your face, you ask me how it feels. How it feels. Yep. Uh, oh, and there's a great line, Daughters of Satan all stand in line with faces greased and mouth full of shine. Go ahead. With iron hand, you bruise the flesh. Then through a closing door, you ask, pray, why, why the distress? <laughs> hear me, can you hear me? Can you? And then uh, there's another verse, but at the... Uh, um, so it gets, gets things get ugly at the end. Uh, yeah. See me here on my knees. You lie in the alley with blood on your clothes. As fingers round your throat, they close. Your cries of murder splash on the walls. As you die, you think about the injustice of it all. Can you hear me? See Satan's daughter's red lights. All right. Have such good appetites. Another clown packs his drag. Now, Satan's daughter. I, I thought immediately of... Sonic Youth and Kim Gordon singing about Satan's daughter. Now I feel like <laughs> yeah, Satan's daughter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Kim, Kim has to be a pretty famous man. I would think that there's a lot of people that are hip to this. That I think so. Maybe yeah. keep it in their vest pocket because they don't want everybody else to know what they what they. <laughs> yeah, that's right. From yeah. Well, Tom York especially. Yeah. 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 Pretty who? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, pretty those guys. Yeah, yeah. Not very familiar. cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> next question. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we get to song number nine. Now, this song is called Grass, but how is it not about... I don't think it's about marijuana at all. It's not. It's, it's about, not, it's right? It's about grass. Yeah. Like it's actually about the grass on the ground. It's on the grass on the... I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm the one that's got to mix it. If I back okay. off from the mic, we'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Just the two of us. This, uh, this song no is really coming by. deceptively catchy, too. It's like well, this Susan song said, gets this, under my skin. Susan goes, said, oh, my God, this song gets stuck in my head. Um, right, me too. This song, Grass, which is Mad About Marijuana. And it's a mid-tempo, dreamy... I gotta say, this it, it, it it's not about weed, but it sounds like... It, it does, and it sounds like a Pink Floyd, like, not... Oh it, even though it's not overtly psychedelic or anything, no. this sounds like a Pink Floyd song, like the Have riff, a Cigar yeah, or something like that. It's got a... Um, but it's before that. Oh, That's absolutely, that. yes. Oh, yeah, it and is. And it's got some really nice guitar playing in the riffs. Um... The, yeah. the vocals are, are perfect. Um, as silver tears, they weave and lace sad, uh, sad patterns upon her face. She waits for you. So low below a laser sun, through velvet fields she runs, reaching for you. 
And so you bleed now. Your hand holds the knife. It is tearing your life apart. Why don't you leave now? The city's too heavy, and your dreams, they melt in the sun. And it's just, and that coupled with the music, it's fantastic. It's it a is. fantastic it's so song. great. Yeah, this is one of my favorite songs on oh, the record. Oh, me too. It's great. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I still don't. I'm, I still don't really get what it's about. I guess, but uh, I think it's, it's about a, a, a love of uh, uh, you know a, a you know person that you love that is it's it's not working out. Right. And um, they're on a hill before dawn. In silence, a promise torn. She turns from you, and so you bleed now. As silver tears they weave in lace, as she waits for you. So it's it's um. And uh, it's just something that's not working out. Through shadows of grief, she slides on mellow blue birds curving glide. It's just a, it's yeah. And she ends up, and she ends up uh, leaving Bolton because it says she waits for you there on a hill before the dawn. She she turns from. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it doesn't she, end. She's good. leaving. Yes, um, but again, it's almost um, you you think of it not as you think about it as. Um, an analogy for um, you know what's going on in the world at that point. The hippie thing is passing away, and you're going into this new era, and not really sure what's gonna what's going on. And you've got Vietnam still. Maybe going that's on. why it's called grass. Maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we get into another one of my favorite songs on this. This record. song is this is the sickle bomb. sickle clown. Now, and this is a uh, the uh, the Wally Waller is singing lead vocals yeah. on this. Yeah, sounding very much like a, a John Lennon-ish, very, very, very John, John Lennon, Lennon, like yes. a raspy John John Lennon-ish. But you got to go back and say, has Wally sung anything else, and does he sound like that? You know, he was—he's the guy. He's so whenever you say, oh, he sounds very John Lennon-ish, you always have to go back and figure out, okay, or is John who Lennon, heard who first? Yeah, who, who heard, heard who? Who was singing like who? And I will say, there is the the weed le- the weed reference I wanted in the previous song. It's here, it's yeah, here. Sure. down by the yeah. river. Three sickle mounted souls lay wind on the green leaf. Wind, W I N E D. Yeah, on the green, green leaf, leaf, digging, digging their rock, rock and, roll. and roll. Hey, so, hey. All right, so now, what do you think this song is about? Because I have about, a theory. It's about it's it's kind of like. Um, Easy Rider plus Altamont. It's about it's about bikers. See, uh, all right. I think it's about death, and I think it could even be about death. About it is, um, yeah, for sure. About it, death of people they maybe knew, yeah. like maybe friends of theirs, or maybe another band or something, and they died because the sickle clowns, the the sickle. You know, obviously also, you're thinking of the, the Grim Reaper sickle. You are also it's sickle and it's also motorcycle. So, oh, because why do you get that? Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's I, I got. Oh, the, yeah, because they're talking about the highway. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, um, that, okay. Um, hey, it's a dig in there, rock and roll. Slashed by the wild geese, the silence it did tear. Sticks swung in violence. Young America murdered there. Okay, think about what happened to Altamont, the Hell's Angels. With their uh, in the in the audience. Oh yeah, uh, with those. Altamont yeah, and they had those. Yeah, the beating that you know, killing <laughs> that guy, swinging those sticks. That's right. Hey, oh, okay, hey, that's young good. America murdered that. there. As one soul lay dying, only two were there to care. On through the valleys, sad sickle clowns they ride, pressed tight against morning. They're like, think about the guy, think about the uh, Easy Rider, about Dennis Hopper and um, Peter Fonda on those choppers. Right, right, and they're, right. Um, uh, press tight against morning beneath the blackened sky. That's good. I think you're right. I'm mad. I think you got better. Uh, no, <laughs> better I, I think you're right too. Me. No, no. I think that the sickle thing definitely also is death because right, right. Um, 
there that that is this it's a very um it's a really menacing song with a milk really menacing riff right um and it doesn't it's hard to it's hard to think of another song that sounds like this like this oh, song. and it's got a great the leads in this are great oh, in the middle fantastic. and the end outro the lead parts fantastic. are amazing very um, david once again you hear david gilmore but once again this came who, this who, was before uh yeah this is before, before the he 70s floyd yeah. yes right, he was in right. floyd but this is when floyd was doing you know omagoma or uh they did uh, you know this was 1970 or 1969 right, right, right. And, um, and this sounds like later like later in the 70s it Pink does. Floyd, when he was taking yeah when he was taking uh so uh, um Faces bark in anger with savage bitter words, twist against the friendship with rapid shots there blurred. Hey, hey, with rapid shots there blurred. There by the highway, two sickles melt in flames. They burn without the knowledge of why their lives are flamed. That's definitely, that's the end of the Rider. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, 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 that's good, hey, that's good. Hey, hey, why their lives are flamed. As the smoke drifts skyward, we search for those to blame. This is such a blame. fucking badass song. I it cannot, is a badass song. I cannot emphasize what a great song, enough what a great song this is. And that this, if you go, this should have been a huge record. Yeah, right. And yeah. also, and also you go, well, 1970. Yeah, like right. They, they, right. They, right. The old guys stole all our best ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so then, and now we get to the very, uh, the very British sounding. Oh yeah, she's a lover. This, yes, and this reminds me of a Kinks, like it could be a Kinks. Yeah, uh, a Kinks yeah definitely. Um, with really good harmonies, this song has got really great harmonies yep. in it, and then it gets more rocking as the song goes on. It starts out very like almost like a little like something that could be on uh, Village Green or something like that. It does, but then it gradually increases the intensity um, with those dual uh, guitar parts. Those, yeah, uh, dual guitar parts in the middle. Uh, she takes the moon and stars to wear as her disguise. Then catching cosmic rays, she uses them for eyes. She's a lover. <laughs> it, that's a, there's a very Beatles, when they say the, the way they sing, she's a lover. Then yeah. It's Abbey Road all the way. Um, <laughs> I've never referred to anyone in my life as my lover. I, mean, Barry, I don't think I ever no. would do that now. <laughs> we're not that kind of guys. <laughs> we're not the kind of guys. That we're not, we're not that cool. It <laughs> just, it's something that that's you can true. only pull off <laughs> if you're... If you have an Br- English accent, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Enough, uh, you know, cred to uh, pull it off. Yeah. Um, in the green folds of her skirt, a tired traveler lies. She's a lover, and she knows she's you know she's coming through. There below the gray stone walls, behind the hill, she waits for you. Painted on a field of corn, strange messages she leaves for you. She sheds her summer dress, fearing it displeases you. In the white <laughs> silk melting forest where she flew. This is not a person. This is like a spirit or a or a or an idea of um, of pastoral country things that happen. I, 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 okay, okay. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think it's. Um, Oh, and I, I thought of someone else this song. I, I don't know if you were that familiar with Sparks. Are you a Sparks fan at all? Um, we, I, I have listened to Sparks. If you I'm, listen to this, this sounds like the guy oh. in Sparks sings like this. She's a lover. That's okay. just, it could be yeah, yeah. the guy from Sparks. But so I, I'm going to call it and say that this is a, um, this is about the, the, the countryside. Um, oh, okay. And there, and that goes to your whole thing. Yeah, there's definitely the uh, a juxtaposition in this whole record of the city, the urban city life, and the pastoral country. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, but there's still, as with 
there's still the slightly sinister element. It's not entirely pretty. It's not entirely. There's an undercurrent of sort of. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's an undercurrent. For <laughs> they're sure, not gonna. Sure. They're gonna get. They're not gonna let you, uh, you know, bask in the glow without a little bit of looking over your shoulder. Right. All right. So this next song, what's the use? I I love this because. <laughs> all right. Now, what do you think this song? All right. Because I'll tell you right now the, the 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 feeling I have about this song. What's the use? Is that I think it's them feeling like what's the use of doing any of this because oh, their last record right. SF Sorrow oh. should have been huge You're and it wasn't. They're right. bitterly disappointed. Yeah, we yeah. gave you. They're talking to their audience. Their we audience. gave you our love. We gave you our love. As we as we, we bent to, to do, do wrong, wrong. your smile was the wind. Your smile was the wind. As we swept this along, why can't you understand that we can't build two lines of a plan? What's the use? What's the use? <laughs> yeah. What's the use? I think you're right because there they had to have been disillusioned with putting out this record that you know was groundbreaking. Yes, was groundbreaking and just and and basically it was it it it, 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 it went nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> it was just ignored. And then the Who puts out Tommy and then everybody puts out a fucking concept album. Yes, and they're like, oh my god, it's great. Yeah. You know, um, and and this song, especially the opening part of this song, sounds really modern. Like it could be yeah. like a modern record that came yeah. out today. Uh, Beautiful harmonies again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and also, yeah, it's just so cool. And it's short. It's less than two minutes. It like gets its little thing across. <laughs> and it ends singing. What's the you? <laughs> yeah, I love What's it. The this you? kills me. This kills. Me. Like, oh, yeah, we give up, basically. Right. That's what. Yeah. That's the vibe I get from this. And then we get to the Speaking final. Speaking of Floyd, yeah. Pink Floyd, this this last. Oh, oh parachute. parachute. Okay. Yeah. This song sounds like something from a much later Pink Floyd. Right. It's got that. Or and it also has. I was thinking the Beatles white album. Oh, like that too. Uh, like a white yes, album definitely could be on. And Which, this was the one song that was written by May and the uh, and the producer Norman Smith uh, co-wrote okay. this song. All right. Uh, Norman Smith actually, who was who was. Um, I looked him up. I was Norman, Norman Smith, Norman Norman. I thought, oh, he's probably still alive now. He's he's been dead a long time because he he was old. He was one of those guys that had been working at um, you know the BBC for a long time. Oh, okay, okay. He was already older. He then. was already older by the time he he got involved with them. So right. that's why he had seen it. He'd seen it all. So uh, this is white white ice towers slow dissolving now fall below savage moon iron cities soon to rust warmed first by the gathering shadows they fled. Uh, and again, yeah, then it's just got a couple more lines, and then that's it. The rest of it is an instrumental. Yes. And uh, really, really pretty musical instrumental, and it perfectly bookends the album from the first song to this song, right? I don't know whether, you know, you have to, you don't know whether they started off to do this like this as a concept, but right, right. it definitely forms, this record makes a circle. It forms, you can, you know. I've listened to it a bunch of times, and it's it's one of those albums I will say like it, I'll easily go back and listen to again without a problem. Oh yeah, for sure. I've been listening to it, and it just keeps getting <laughs> better, better and better and the better. more I listen to it. Um, they turn towards the sea, pale, worn, the walking, pass through concrete glades, torn shadows, slashed silence. So even though they're singing in very pretty, beautiful voices, what they're singing about is not pretty or beautiful. They're singing. Um, about sort of uh, a cataclysmic yeah, uh, goddamn parachute not opening. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> and then there's this there's this tone at the end. It just goes, starts, and it just rises. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That that sound. That that is so like modern. It sounds like something uh, from the future. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just this one note that keeps rising and rising, rising, and it ends up. It, 
what I read about it is it ends up just getting out. It, it sounds like a fade, but it's just because it gets out of the, where you could hear that tone. <laughs> it is, so it's still the same oh, really? volume. It goes, yeah, so yeah, it goes to a tone that you can't hear anymore. Yeah, which is so, these guys are so great. Well, they're also working at, you know, they're working at this the, the studio, at, at right? Road, yeah, but do you know that right. technology... The te- that technology was not you'd be surprised like how that stuff was put together oh yeah yeah and it also was used to make a lot of shitty music too <laughs> of course it was it wasn't necessarily you'd make no. it, you were making great stuff not yeah, necessarily you still had to have <laughs> some vision and shit behind it. exactly and they did this is uh this is I'm gonna put this in one some of my one of my favorite records of all time which is you know yeah, I, I may have said something. that before on here but um and you the fact that I say that I've discovered it within the last couple of years is, you know, not to my credit, but hey, that's how shit happens. But, and it's also great, there's always, there's records that are great to turn people on to, because even people you know yeah. like music, you say, hey, did you ever hear Parachute by like, Pretty oh, Things? I heard Seth F. Sorrow, yeah, I've heard of the Pretty Things, but no, you need to sit down right. and listen to this record. And, and just, either they'll come back to, the, to you and say, oh my God, you're right, like, or, eh. or they'll say, nah, I didn't get it. It, it didn't do it for me. <laughs> it's it's very much, a, it's, a, it's an early 70s rock record. So yeah, if you like yeah, early definitely. 70s rock, there's a lot of that in there for you. Yep. All right. So great. where are we going? We're going for a, next week. We're going for another low key pastoral record. Yeah. <laughs> next week is my. Yeah, we are doing a record by a band called Fucked Up, <laughs> uh, which is not as scary as it sounds. They're a Canadian band, of course, because uh, um, I don't know why. Of course, they're a Canadian band, but they are a Canadian well, band. You know. And they came in uh, in 2011. They came out with this record called David Comes to Life. And I'll tell you, this record hit me hard. It's just, right. it's a really great record. There's, it's dense. They have three guitar players. There's three oh. guitar players in this band. Yeah, and I'm familiar with that concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and it's just dense. And 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 again, as you know, I'm a fan of the concept. It is a concept record. That's okay. It's kind of a loose concept record, but there definitely is a concept here. David comes to life by the band Fucked Up, the Canadian band, and uh, I think you, I, I think you're gonna like it. Better. All right. Yeah, well, and I, I think, think you guys are gonna like it. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, Give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. So we should um, thank our long-suffering sponsor, Is This Tomorrow, who put up with my, um, let's say, less than entirely serious commercials for their product. Yeah, maybe you have to make a new one. Okay. What am I gonna? Yeah, make it. What's the website again, Barry? What's it called? Is This Tomorrow.com. That's Is This Tomorrow.com. And don't forget uh, our Patreon. Patreon. Just go to Patreon and search. That record got me high, or it's patreon.com slash trgmh. Yeah. And uh, become a patron for, like, nothing, for practically nothing. It's it's just one step above nothing. Well, it is very a very small <laughs> amount. It's less than you pay for, way less than you pay for Yeah, Netflix for any of your or, stupid. I don't know what the hell you people are into. But. <laughs> and also, uh, if you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, we'd be glad to do either. We'll be glad <laughs> to take your money. We'll be glad to take your money. Yes, we will. Shut-ins, the elderly, social security checks, yeah. anything you want to sign over. If you have, like, old car you want to sign over to us, we'll take care of that for you. <laughs> um, but we also uh, will do uh, a either a serious um, promotion or we will do uh, as lighthearted and uh, um, uh, irreverent as we... We'll have as much fun with it as you allow us. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, Alright, so that's for uh, Next week we got Fucked Up And uh, we got a lot of good episodes coming up We do We're almost at the up. end of our first season We are, we've decided that 48 episodes is a season yeah. And this is episode 46 So we have two more episodes In this season Exciting. We should bring uh, donuts for the uh, final <laughs> I, think I think we need to lay off <laughs> more donuts, donuts. <laughs> 
my pants are going to be too tight. All right, once again. To get the Patreon. I, Barry needs a new pants wardrobe. <laughs> That's what you don't, don't fool people that you wear pants. How many pairs of yeah, pants right. do you wear? <laughs> oh, shorts, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, once again, that is Barry Stock. That's Rob Dalba. We are That Record Got Me High. We'll see you guys next week. What he gave her wanna do The one thing that he took Like a fight around the mouth Of the fatal dose He's gone for the dawn Of the devil and the boss Speaker in the smoke The apple and the wheel The devil and the tail The flower and the bee The sword and the steel The beast and the yoke The fish and the sea The pressure and the jail Got me high. That, that, that record, record got, got me high. high.